0: Hello and welcome back. I'm your host, Evangelist Taylor Michael. Today I'm going to teach you the secrets behind never letting your fire go out. There's a fire that God's put inside of you that must stay stoked, it must stay stirred up, and you must keep the fire going. You must never let this fire go out. If you're an on-fire Christian, I want you to type in the comments today, I will never let the fire go out. Never. As a Christian, you must stay on fire. The Bible says in the book of Revelation, chapter 3, verses 15 and 16, Jesus told the church, he said, I see the works which you do. They're neither hot nor cold, but instead they're lukewarm. And he said, because they're lukewarm, I will spit them out of my mouth. But I would rather you be hot or cold. God is looking for a certain kind of Christian. A certain kind of church. Now, here's the thing. This is what people don't know. People think that that scripture is talking about either be cold and go to hell, be lukewarm and get spat out, or be on fire for God. But that's actually not what it means. I'm going to tell you what it means right now. In the church of Laodicea, there were two streams that led, or not the church in the church, but in the town of, of Laodicea. There were two streams that flowed Into that city. The two streams, one of them was hot, it came from a natural hot spring, and the other one came from a natural river, which was cold. Now, the difference between the two streams was the hot stream was used for bathing, cleansing, and washing clothes. It was used for laundry. So, it was useful, had a use to cleanse. The cold stream was used for drinking water, it was refreshing. But there was a location where both of these rivers met up and the water became lukewarm and stagnant at the bottom of the stream. And flies would come and there'd be disease in there. You couldn't drink it and it wasn't hot enough to bathe in or wash your clothes in. So it was useless. Somebody type in the chat, I will never be useless. So what Jesus is telling the church of Laodicea is he said, Look, I'd rather you either be the hot stream, which cleanses people, cleanses laundry. It's, it's useful for cleaning. Or be the cold stream, which is refreshing to the body of Christ. Carry an anointing of the Holy Ghost that refreshes people. Preach, prophesy, exhort, refresh the body of Christ, or clean the body of Christ. Like John the Baptist. Like many Baptists today. So like the difference between, I'll give you a good picture. The difference between like faith preachers and Baptists. Baptists are like hellfire and brimstone. They clean the body of Christ. Word of faith, charismatic, Holy Ghost Pentecostals are refreshing. Acts chapter 3, Peter said you will experience times of refreshing in the Holy Ghost. So you've got to be in one of the two streams. You're either a refreshment to the body of Christ Or you're cleaning the body of Christ. But here's the thing. You can't be in the middle. You can't be lukewarm. You can't sit on the fence. You can't just have a little fire that's stoked. You've got to stoke the fire. You've got to keep the fire burning. Make sure if you're watching this right now, give this a thumbs up and share it with somebody. If you're watching on Facebook, put it on your timeline. If you're watching on YouTube, share it with a friend. Share it with a family member. Share it with somebody that needs to know never to let their fire go out. And I don't know about you, but I'm not letting the fire go out. I've made a decision. I've drawn a line in the sand. My fire will not go out. My fire will increase. It'll get hotter, even seven times hotter. Like the three Hebrew boys. My shack, your shack, and a bungalow. I'm never letting the fire go out. Glory to God. Go with me to Leviticus chapter 6. Leviticus chapter six. As you're turning there, let me say good morning to Arvin and Amber and Tracy. I saw AJ on here as well. Blue Gotti TV, good to see you. I woke up in a new Blue Gotti. That's what I thought of. Tanya, good morning. It's always good to see that. I'll, I'll just share this with you. I'm I'm very appreciative of dark humor. Don't know how Christian that is of me, but whatever and uh i watched this instagram reel the other day and uh it was like just nothing just plain scream and all of a sudden you see this uh like person in a wheelchair cruise by real fast and the song plays i woke up in a new bugatti and it's like this person in a wheelchair and I, it just made me laugh so hard i don't know why we'll get him out of the wheelchair in jesus name but that was hilarious i woke up in a new bugatti and she's like <laughs> Hello, Erica in Glenmore, Pennsylvania. All right, Leviticus chapter 6. Let's go here. Excuse my paraplegic jokes. Leviticus chapter 6, verse 12. Listen to this. This is the Lord speaking to the priests, which is their instruction for the people. Levit- Leviticus 6:12, uh, English Standard Version. The fire on the altar. Shall continue burning. It shall never go out. Listen to this. What does the Bible say that we are? Living sacrifices. We are a living sacrifice. Romans 12 says, Present your bodies as living sacrifices unto the Lord. Our life, when we've died to ourselves, we've denied ourselves, we've picked up our cross, we've chosen to follow Jesus, the Bible says it is no longer us who live but Christ who lives in us. This life we live now is Jesus using our body by his spirit. The same fire that you had when you first got saved, the same fire that you had when you got filled with the Holy Ghost, that fire must never go out. You must lay your life on the altar and continue to keep the fire burning with your life. It says the priest shall burn wood on it every morning and he shall arrange the burnt offering on it and shall burn on it the fat of the peace offerings. Fire shall be kept burning on the altar continually. It shall not go out. It shall not go out. Now this is not a suggestion. God's not saying, hey, I recommend that you keep your fire burning if you want to live a successful Christian life. No, he's saying it shall not go out. You must live a life on fire for God. You must live a life around people that are on fire for God. And I'm going to tell you today how to keep your fire burning. How to make sure it never goes out. First thing, look at what he says here. The fire on the altar shall be kept burning. Is your life on the altar of God? Have you laid your life on the altar? Have you died to your dream to make the dreams of heaven come true? Have you died to your desires to make the desires of God come true? Has your life been put on the altar? The first step to keeping the fire burning is your life on the altar. Or are you continuing to seek after your own passions? Are you continuing to seek after the ways of this world, the patterns of this world? The first step to living a life on fire is your life must be laid down for the sake of the gospel. Jesus said, if any man seeks to gain his life, surely he will lose it. But any man who loses his life for my sake will find it. Now, it's not just saying to die, to give up your life for the gospel, although we are required to do that. But to lose your own desires, to lose the sense of like, this is what I want to do with my life. This is where, and and you're allowed to have desires, but they must align with the will of God for your life. You must make a decision today that I'm putting my life on the altar and my life will be a burning sacrifice unto the Lord. Somebody type in the chat. My life is on the altar. My life is on the altar. Next, the priest shall burn wood on it every morning. And he shall arrange, we'll just stop there. The priest shall burn wood on it every morning. God's word is the wood that keeps that fire burning. Every time you listen to preaching, every time you join these live streams, every time you go to church, every time you're in a revival meeting, wood is being added to the fire. So you must allow priests, preachers, to put wood in your fire on a regular basis. You must keep yourself loaded up with the scripture. You must keep yourself loaded up with the word of God. The word in your spirit, man. For me, I listen to preaching all day long. Even while I'm working. I got my TV in my living room. I kind of made it my office. And I'll sit there. I'll pop open my laptop. I'll be working on business stuff. I'll be working on ministry stuff. And I'll always have preaching in my ears. Ever since I got filled with the Holy Ghost, there has not been a day that goes by where I'm either not reading the Bible, praying in tongues, worshiping the Lord, or listening to preaching. All the time, I keep my fire burning. Next thing. So you got to keep wood on the fire. And I like how it says every morning. I'll give you a little tip here. If you start your morning consecrated to the Lord. Now everybody's, this is what people that don't have a private life with God say. Well, you really shouldn't have a private time with the Lord. You're supposed to spend all day with God. So what you're saying, just give him an hour in the morning and then don't spend time with him the rest of the day. No, that's not what I'm saying. Jesus had a consecrated time with God. If Jesus needed a consecrated time with God, how much more do you need a consecrated time with God? You must find time every morning to get alone with God. Now, you live continually hooked to the vine. You have constant communion with the Holy Ghost all day long. But you must find time every day to separate yourself where it's just you and God, you and your Father, you and the Holy Ghost, where you just sit there and you meditate on the Word, you pray in the Holy Ghost, you worship God, you praise the Lord, you spend quality individual time with Him. I'm getting ready to get married. Now, me and Kinsey, when we get married, we will spend our entire life together. Every day we will still be connected. We'll stay in constant communication. But our general hanging out, our general relationship is not just that. I must consecrate time to spend with my wife. She must consecrate time to spend with me. Because there's a relationship that's built When you just spend time alone That you can't build with other people There's a depth That's built when you spend time alone That you can't get when you spend time with other people You must consecrate time every day Maybe it's only 20 minutes to start Maybe it's only 30 minutes to start I remember when I first started I started with a couple of minutes Now it's (laughs) If I don't give an hour to the Lord every day It's like man I, I long for it I have to With very few exceptions do I not give at least an hour of my morning to the Lord every day. Most days, if I'm not traveling, if I'm not on the road, and I'm just at home, I'm in town here in Ruston, I give the first four hours of my day. I guess three, technically. Four if you count my live stream. So we'll call it four. Because this is a consecrated time unto God. I'm doing what God told me to do. Preaching the gospel to my generation. So from 8.30 in the morning, I wake up typically around 8 o'clock. It takes me about 30 minutes to come back to life. And then at around 8 30 a.m., I start my morning with God. And I spend from 8 30 until 10 a.m. every single morning praising, singing, worshiping God, praying in the Holy Ghost, and reading the Word. It's a consecrated hour and a half every single day. And then at 10 o'clock, I go to the gym. And from 10 to 11 while I'm at the gym, I always have preaching in my ears. I don't listen to music. I listen to preaching. So the first two and a half hours of my day are solely consecrated to praying, worshiping, reading the word, and getting the word pumped into my spirit man. Why have I designed my life that way? Because there's 24 hours in a day. 2.5 hours is a tithe of every day. I tithe the first fruits of every one of my days to the Lord. And I believe that's why I've had supernatural increase and super rapid growth for only being saved and filled with the Holy Ghost for almost six years, five and a half years. I believe that's why. I believe there's been supernatural increase released in my life because I've chosen to consecrate and give the first fruits of every one of my days to the Lord. So I believe if you do that too, God will do in your life what he's done in my life. Somebody type in the chat, I'm giving God my first fruits. I'm giving God my first fruits. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3 or 9. I can't remember one of them. It says, honor the Lord with your wealth. I think it's Proverbs 3 verse 9. Honor the Lord with your substance, your wealth. Your substance can also be your time, but your substance, your wealth. And the first fruits of all of your increase. Then shall your barns be filled with plenty, and your presses will burst forth with new wine. So anytime you honor God with the first of anything, it's called the law of first. The law of first things. God requires the first of your week. God requires the first of your day. God requires the first of your financial increase. God requires the first son. God requires firsts. God wants the first. He wants the best of everything in your life. As you begin to consecrate the first things of your life unto God, you will experience increase that is immeasurable to the natural man. So you got to keep the fire burning in every area. This is how you keep the fire burning. Make sure your life is on the altar. Make sure that you're putting wood on the fire every day. And here's another thing. It says, and he shall arrange the burnt offerings on it, and shall burn on it the fat of peace offerings. Somebody type this in the chat for me. My money represents my heart. My money represents my heart. Jesus said, where a man's money is, where his treasure is, there his heart will be also. Your money reflects your heart. How do you keep the fire burning? Pump your finances into the advancement of God's kingdom. Be a tither. Be a giver. Be an over and above giver. Your money connected to the kingdom of God not only ensures your blessing, but it ensures your fire never going out. Because your money represents you. People will say, well, you can give your time, your talent, or your treasure. That's not a scripture. The Bible does not say... Give unto God your time, your talent, or your treasure. Make sure that you bring all the tithe unto me. Your time, your talent, or your treasure. No. The Bible says, bring the tenth. Bring your substance. Honor the Lord with your substance. Why? Because your money represents the best of your time. It represents the best of your talent. And it is your treasure. Your money represents you. It represents your heart. It represents your hard work. You spend more time trying to make money Than anything else in your life. So it means the most to you. It represents your heart. So a key. The Bible says here to making sure that the the fire never goes out. Make sure you give offerings to the kingdom of heaven. Keep your finances. Connected to the advancement of God's kingdom. And your fire will not go out. Now as long as you give with a pure heart. The Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. A joyous prompt to do a giver whose heart is in their giving. God likes somebody who enjoys keeping their treasure connected to heaven. Someone type in the chat, I'm a joyful giver. No worries, brother John. I'm glad you're on. Make sure you give this a thumbs up and you share it if you're getting something out of this. I believe this is blessing some people today. It's blessing me. Verse 13. Fire shall be kept burning on the altar continually. It shall not go out. It shall not go out. Your life on the altar. Getting the word of God pumped into your spirit man every day and consecrating your time to heaven. And keeping your finances connected to the kingdom of God. And here's the fourth and final thing I'll give you. Your prayer life. Your prayer life. Paul wrote to Timothy, he said, stir up the gift of God, Timothy, that was put inside of you through words of prophecy and when I laid my hands on you. He said, stir up the gift of God inside of you. In the Greek, it's the same word for stoking a fire, for stoking a flame. There's a fire inside of you that must be stirred up. The way you stir it up is getting baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire and praying in the Holy Ghost. Jude verse 20 says, building yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying always in the Holy Ghost. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, it stokes that fire in you. It brings back to life the gift of God that's within you. It stokes the words of prophecy that have been imprinted in your spirit, man. The way you keep the fire burning is you pray in the Holy Ghost every day. Make time every day to pray at least 15 to 30 minutes in the Holy Spirit. Where you get alone with heaven. You get alone in the presence of God. And you just... Robase maha shede de dio robosa, where you just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost and stir up the fire of God. This will keep the fire burning. And I'll throw an added bonus on there. Live holy. Live holy. The word holy means consecrated. It means separate, set apart. The Bible says, be holy as your Father in heaven is holy. Now, it didn't say be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. You can't be. You can't be. Obviously, you can't be as perfect as God, but you can be. I I firmly believe you can live a life free from sin. If the Bible says Jesus was a prototype of God's new creations, a peculiar people, You can live free from sin. The Bible makes it evident, very clear. It says grace is the empowerment for you not to sin. So victory over sin. And keeping the victory over sin. Living holy. Conquering the law of sin and death through the law of the spirit of life. And then living a life victorious over sin. It will keep your fire burning. It will close any door to the devil. It will keep your life. On fire for God. Somebody type in the chat. I'm on fire. There's an older man in our church. That when the Holy Ghost is moving. Sometimes he'll yell. I'm on fire. And everybody can hear it. And we laugh about it. So somebody type in the chat. I'm on fire. <laughs> I'll read one more verse to you. And then I'm going to pray for you. Romans twelve verse eleven. And I'm gonna pray that God pours out a fresh fire on you today. Romans twelve verse eleven. I think it's in the NIRV. I don't know if my NIRV is um updated or not, but I saw this as one of the translations for Romans twelve eleven. I don't like how it says there. So it says, stay excited about your faith as you serve the Lord. But another translation says, never let your fire for God go out. Never let your fire for God go out. I'll read it in the ESV. Do not be, maybe let's try the Amplified. Amplified classic. Oh, I like this. Glory to God. Someone type in the chat, Romans 12, 11. Oh, you guys are already on it. John and Amber, you guys are the goats. All right, Romans twelve eleven. Never lag in zeal and in an earnest endeavor. Be aglow and burning with the Spirit serving the Lord. Huh. Be aglow and burning with the Spirit serving the Lord. Be aglow With zeal and earnest endeavor, burning with the spirit and serving the Lord. Keep a burning spirit about you. Never lose your zeal. Never lose your passion. Don't lose your passion for God. Don't lose your passion for his word. Don't lose your passion for the power of the Holy Ghost. Don't lose your passion for souls. Don't lose your passion for the ministry. Don't lose your passion for what God's called you to do. Keep aglow and keep burning with the Spirit. Someone type in the chat, I'm burning with the Spirit. Keep yourself burning with the Holy Ghost every day. Don't let a day go by where you don't feel the fire on you. Smith Wigglesworth once said he was a great man of God, a great evangelist in the British Isles. He said, if you'll pray every morning, Until you feel the anointing come on you, you'll never backslide. And I agree. Keep the fire burning. Keep it going. Keep it burning. Keep the zeal going. Don't lose the fire for what God's called you to do. When it feels like things are lagging, it feels like things are going slow, do not grow weak or weary in doing good, for you shall reap a harvest in due season. Don't allow your zeal to burn out. Don't allow your passion to get cold. Keep yourself aflame. Keep yourself aglow and burning with the spirit. And your fire will never go out. Praise the Lord. Well, I want to pray for you today. I'm going to pray for a fresh fire to come on you. But before I pray for you, I want you to act on what we talked about earlier. Where Jesus said, A man... That keeps his treasure connected to God, keeps his heart connected to God. Where a man's treasure is, his heart will be also. I want to give you an opportunity to connect your finances to the kingdom of heaven and what God is doing with this ministry. You know, we've reached over 2.1 billion views online. Through different social media platforms. Reaching this generation with the gospel. We've seen over 250,000 people make a decision to give their life to Jesus. We have 85 online evangelists that are currently being raised up to preach the gospel. God is doing miraculous things with this ministry. Our vision is to reach over 200 million souls for Christ before the rapture through online and in-person evangelism. You can help us with that. We're also currently feeding 2,000 kids each and every single month in Third World Nations. We provide 2,000 meals every month. This is a handwritten letter by them thanking us for giving to their ministry. And every one of those kids has an opportunity to give their life to Jesus. So they don't just like go to hell on a full belly. They're getting saved and they're being taken care of. So I want to give you an opportunity today to join your faith with us to tie your finances to the kingdom of God and to believe with us for 200 million souls to come in with online and in-person evangelism and to raise up a 1,000 online evangelists to bring in this end-time harvest. If that's you, if you have a passion deep in your heart to see this generation shaken with the gospel, I want to give you an opportunity to tie yourself financially to this ministry and to this vision. If you're not already a partner with us, I strongly encourage you, Become a monthly partner with us. Some people can do $100 a month. Some people do $1,000 a month. But you can partner with us at our website, revivalway.com. You can click partner financially today. There's a link in the chat for you right now. You can also give a one-time gift through the different ways that are on your screen. And if you're listening on podcast, I'll read them out for you. Cash app, dollar sign, revivalway. Venmo is at Revival way. PayPal is at Revival Way, Or you can give online at our website, RevivalWay.com. Herc clan said, money is not needed. God needs no money. You're right. This money is not for God. This money is for the ministry. To reach people, it requires money. Hence why I could probably take a wild guess. And say you're not reaching any people. Boom. Roasted. Let's see if we still have our sound effects. Do we? I hope it came through. (laughs) Roasted. All right. The different ways you can give her on your screen. We're very thankful for everybody's generosity for giving to this ministry. I believe God's going to send 100 people to give at least $1,000 this year. To the advancement of this ministry, helping us to continue to upgrade our studio, helping us to continue to reach people online and in person and to continue feeding these kids that we're feeding each and every single month. You know, we started, <laughs> Micaiah said it did. Awesome. Um, <laughs> that makes me happy. I'm glad that went through. I'm glad we installed that. Awesome. People are already sewing. Tanya, thank you for your generosity on Venmo. Thank you, everybody, for your giving. It makes a massive difference. Denise said, I'm finally coming out of a very hard place and you have been such a great gift from the Lord. Denise, that blesses me. Thanks for that. I believe God's going to take you into a land flowing with milk and honey. I'm going to pray over you as you give today and your generosity. I'm reminded of a time... About a year and a half ago, uh, maybe almost two years now, where the Lord told me to sow a big seed. By the way, we've given over $90,000 in offerings already this year. Isn't that amazing? Blows my mind. I'm so thankful for the blessing of heaven. We've been able to give over $90,000 already in the first five months of this year to other ministries. By the grace of God. So I give God the glory. He's been so good to us. But um, I'm reminded of this story. And Tracy, congrats on 100K. Great job on YouTube. I'm reminded of this story where about two years ago, the Lord told me to sow a big seed into another ministry. And when I sowed this big seed into this other ministry, I was laying in bed one night. And I was just like, praise God. I'm thankful there's a God because I I gave away, like almost emptied our bank account. But I sowed it because the Bible says God is not mocked. Whatever you sow, you reap. So I sowed it into another ministry, believing God for a financial breakthrough in our own ministry. As I'm laying in bed, I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't preaching. I wasn't out on the streets winning souls. All those things are awesome. We do those things. But I was laying in bed, wasn't doing a thing, chilling in my bed getting ready to get some shut-eye. And all of a sudden, I started to feel a, a Holy Ghost laugh in my belly. Ha, ha, ha. And I just started to laugh in my bed. I was like, ha, 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 ha. And I, as I began to laugh, suddenly I felt in my spirit, check your online giving. And so I go and I look at our online giving for our ministry. And some guy, while I was laughing in bed, Sent $10,000 into our ministry. While I was laughing. I wasn't doing anything. Laughing in bed. But the Bible says in 1 Peter 1, 1.8. Believing though you have not seen him. You rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Receiving the outcome of your faith. So when you rejoice with joy unspeakable. In the joy of the Holy Ghost. You actually receive the outcome of your faith. It's a spiritual law. So I'm laughing in bed, and while I'm laughing, the Holy Ghost is working on my case. While I'm laughing, angels are going to work for me, causing the Word to work. While I'm laughing, angels, harvesting angels, were bringing in my harvest and brought $10,000 into the ministry while I was laughing in my bed. It's a real thing. Courtney in New Zealand. God bless you in New Zealand. I hope the Lord invites me to preach in New Zealand one day. I want to preach in New Zealand. I want to preach in Australia and I want to preach in New Zealand. Amazing story. And so I found out later, the guy drove like 12 hours to come to one of my meetings. He told me I sold my house and the Lord told me I was supposed to take $10,000 from that house and send it to your ministry. So I did. So while he's selling his house over here, God bless you in Cape Town, South Africa. I want to go preach in Cape Town too. While I'm preaching on live streams and stuff, and while I'm laughing in the Holy Ghost in my bed, God is speaking to this man that just sold his house to take $10,000 out and give it to our ministry. Amazing. Someone type in the chat, God is working on my case. And those of you that are giving, hold your device in your hand, and I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for supernatural financial miracles to happen in your life. And I'm going to pray for a fresh fire to come on you even today. Fresh fire of the Holy Ghost. Father, in Jesus' name, every person under the sound of my voice right now, as they give, would you multiply their harvest unto them? Angels, ministering spirits, go. Cause the word to work and cause every harvest to come now. And I pray for a fresh fire to burn in every single person even now. In Jesus' name, Holy Ghost fire, fill them up afresh from the top of their head to the very soles of their feet. Burn out every ounce of sickness, every ounce of disease in their body. I command their bodies to be made whole. I command their mind to be loosened. Every stronghold, I bring it down now in Jesus' name. I command their mind to be renewed, washed with the word, washed in the Holy Ghost. And I command fresh fire from heaven to be deposited into their spirit Even now in Jesus name that the fire will never go out. And everybody that received it said. Amen. Amen. Well I love you and I bless you. I'm heading out of town tomorrow. So uh, I will be gone the rest of this week. We will have live streams still for you. We'll have um, some great reruns that you can watch that will bless you. I encourage you to watch the reruns because they keep you stirred up. But next week I'll be preaching, starting this coming Sunday, I'll be preaching in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. You can see on your screen there at Christ the Healer Church. We will be having some blowout meetings in Canada. So I encourage you to join us for those. Sunday it'll be at 10.30 a.m. And then 6.30 p.m. that night, and then Monday through Wednesday, we'll have 10 a.m. services and 7.30 p.m. Holy Ghost blowout services. I encourage you to join each and every single one of those services. You will be very glad that you did, and I will see you there. I love you. I bless each and every single one of you. Adios. Jonathan Shuttlesworth with you in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. If you feel called into the ministry, we just launched Revival Today Bible Institute. Had our first incoming class, and we're about to do another intake. It's $2,000 for the entire year. We're going to train them up in what they need to know in the Bible, what they need to know legally, what they need to know in the realm of economics to make impact in the ministry. If that's you, the information is on the screen right now. I'd like to hear from you. Don't pull it off. I'm Jonathan Shuttlesworth, and I'm waiting for you.